yeah. The world is so small till it ain't. I'm building up a wall till it breaks. She hate it when I call and it's late. I don't wanna keep you waiting. I hope I never keep you waiting. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 31 of the Nonsense Podcast. Today, we're joined by our friend Marcus, better known as MCG the Rapper. Uh, Marcus was somebody that we first met, actually, at our last show that we played, um, which is right before the whole pandemic outbreak, and that was in, uh, I believe, March. And uh, he's a Jersey native, New Jersey native, so um, we were playing down there in Asbury Park, and uh, we got to connect Granted, you know, when I connected with him, uh, I was eating my pre-show meal and I had a calzone half stuffed in my face and uh, was probably incoherent. You couldn't understand the thing I was saying. <laughs> so uh, really uh, appreciate having him on because he was our first rapper that we've ever had on the podcast and was able to provide a little bit of a, a unique perspective, um, something that, you know, I wouldn't have otherwise been able to understand I think in terms of, um, you know, lyrical composition and all that. And he really helped clarify some of that stuff. And it it's always interesting to me because, um, you know, not, not only for rap, but like for other genres as well, it's just putting together some words and, you know, making it flow, making it, making it sexy. Um, how do you do that? You know, and he kind of walked us through how, how we did that because he has a very unique flow and uh, it's a fun flow, too. He makes a lot of fun music, and it's something that I think everybody listening is going to enjoy. So I strongly encourage you to go uh, stream some of his music after this. It's at MCG the Rapper too, if you want to go find him on social media. But, yeah, MCG the Rapper um, on your Spotify's and your Apple Music. You know the drill. Go listen if you enjoy the music. Um, he has a, I put one of his songs at the end for you to listen to, and um, he also has a full-length album, Therapy, out. So enjoy that and um, enjoy the episode as well. And we'll see you next week. So, if you had an elevator pitch, what would it be for your music? Hmm. I would say I make hip hop, but different kind of hip hop—the lo-fi kind. That's a, that's a breath of fresh air for everyone to enjoy. I I couldn't agree more. I like that I, a lot. When I was listening to, it, I was like, "Damn, this is equally." you know, vintage and, and a throwback, but it's also like super modern as well. And, um, you know, kind of what a lot of like the cutting edge um, artists that, you know, these days that have like a, a cult following of some sorts, um, you know, what was once like maybe, uh, you know, more of a, a genre that was, um, you know, on SoundCloud or like, you know, kind of in a lot of like uh, Reddit, you know, groups and whatnot or threads. It's now like at the forefront of everything because 
people want to groove now. They want to listen to good music these days. And, and like, I feel like your specific brand of music really, you know, feeds into that. You have a good flow, too. Like, I was listening to a little bit before like, coming on this. And I was trying to, I'm sitting here thinking, like, he, he's got, you, you reminded me of two people. Well, I don't know who, I'm going to say the group. I don't remember the person from the group. But you remind me of like a little bit of like a Tribe Called Quest. Mm. And then you also have like a little bit of like older Nas in there. Which I love Nas, and I was like, which is really cool, because then your your music itself has like currency and like Kool Aid and Frozen Pizza era Mac Miller to it, which I I thought that was like a really awesome mix. Huge Mac Miller's huge influence for me. His uh, anniversary just passed the other day too. Yeah, R.I.P. Mac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I saw a lot of people are posting, and you know, I like how. Um, you know, instead, I know sometimes, you know, with an artist passing, a lot of their work will get locked up and just all this, uh, you know, bureaucracy and, you know, it's the record company and then is the state and all that stuff. But I feel like, uh, people really came together and worked to like release some of his unreleased stuff. And, yeah. uh, people definitely appreciated that. It, you know, it was really just like beautiful bodies of work. Yeah, it was, it was a beautiful thing to see, honestly. And that, that last album was actually cried a little bit through that getting through that one that was tough because that was he was um the, one of the first concerts i went to wow really so, yeah. where'd you see him uh pnc new jersey okay. it was him and was khalifa on like their like nice their smoke tour or something like that like I said, that must have <laughs> been a great tour yeah but to your point about that last album like i was never huge on mac miller but i think it was like one day i was just I was at my apartment and I'm like just cleaning, you know, it was like typical boring Sunday. My roommate's putting it on, like felt a little like tightness in my chest. And I'm like, damn, like, cause I knew how much he meant to a lot of people. And, um, just, you know, not only from just like a music standpoint, but he was also just a really good guy. And yeah. I think people are celebrating his life, uh, duly. Yeah. I don't think a lot of, like every artist, like they had nothing bad to say about him. Like everyone had a good experience with him, which is like yeah. nuts. I feel like yeah. that never happens. Absolutely, man. So I wanted to get in. So, you know, to that point, um, I'm glad we touched on your influences. But I actually, I would ask, actually wondering are there, is there anybody else that has really, you know, shaped your music and, or even, I guess, from the perspective of, you know, made you want to, try rap as a career and like really take on this um you know this musical journey you know what really or who or what influenced you for that well outside of the obvious is like jay-z and like nas and like kanye and all that stuff i would say more recently like saba mcjenkins joey badass the pro era stuff like the more lyrical people Mm -hmm. uh, really influenced me because that's i mean i'm not on that level yet but i'm trying to get like the double entendres down and like the crazy lyrical stuff that you have to listen to a couple times to really understand what's going on. Like I'm trying to get on that level and like, you know, Earl sweatshirts and all that stuff like that. Like the odd future gang is a big influence for me too. Yeah. And those, that's all like fun music. Cause like you said, you got to kind of pick it apart, but there's also, you know, just open interpretations. I feel like for some of those things where, you you'll listen to it and it could mean something entirely different to somebody else um you know than what you've thought it was for years and then you you know you have those conversations you're like oh shit i haven't never thought of it like that 
or even if you like you listen to it and then all of a sudden one line stands out to you that you never heard in like 10 years and she's like that shit blows my mind sometimes yeah. i love stuff like that my, my other favorite thing about like piggybacking over that is like you listen to a lyric back i'm like wow i can see this is where somebody got that meaning out of that because like i didn't get that meaning but then somebody pointed out what it meant to them kind of like what aaron was saying and then like you listen back later after knowing that you're like oh wow i guess <laughs> i guess i never saw that when i wrote it but yeah oh even with your music you come back to that yeah, like lyrics lyrics in general, I feel like when people point out like what they mean, like you listen to them differently after people point it out, which is why I think it's great when people come up with their opinions of like your music or somebody else's music. Yeah, it's a new perspective and understanding. Like I love listening to like breakdowns and stuff like that and like reviews, like the needle drop and shit like that, man. Yeah, I, I same. They're they're amazing. Now, Marcus, is there any lyric of yours that you're most proud of that you've written and you're like, damn, like this was it. Um, yeah, on an old mixtape, um, when Atlanta came out, they had these, um, these like commercials, but they played them in reverse, and it was like weird and trippy. And I was just, I just said like I'm moving backwards, like Atlanta commercials, something, something. Ooh. I don't even remember, but it was like really a really trippy flow that I did in like high school. And I was every now and then I just go back to that song, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is awesome. That's fun. So you've been at this since high school. Were were you recording back then? Yeah, I just like mixtapes and stuff on YouTube, but I took most of it down. But um, I still have some stuff on Datpiff that's kind of cringy if you ever want to go back to that. <laughs> Damn, I, I forgot about Datpiff. That yeah. That's, where I disco- that's actually where I discovered Mag Miller was Datpiff. Yeah, I think I think it was the same too. Yeah, like growing growing up and like skiing in the actual sports community, like that lo-fi hip-hop was huge. Everybody loved it. Like Mac, like I remember like skiing around. Everybody was just jamming out the Mac Miller, Currency, uh, Cool Kids, like all of those bands. Like that really like lo-fi feel. Yeah, and then like back then it felt like when you discovered it, it felt like your thing, you know? Exactly. It wasn't on the radio. You were like, oh, this is awesome. This is the thing I can show my friends and just be like, oh, I put you on a new music. That's like that part of that culture is fucking awesome for me too. I love yeah. that shit. Uh, yeah, there- that, that Pip was a great thing. That was awesome. Is there anybody you've come across recently that um, you know really had that kind of same impression? Um, there is this singer Audrey Nuna. Um, she did a song with Jack Harlow. That's how I found her. And she has she didn't have that much music, but it's like very melodic, very slow, like super chill stuff that I recently found. I I love her stuff. That's fun, and that's also just great jams for the summer too. Sounds like you discovered it at like the right time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I want to get into your music, man. So for everybody listening, Marcus, also known as MCG the rapper, he released Therapy this year. Uh, what was that? Let me see. It was April eighth yeah. of twenty twenty this year. Um, it has been bouncing around everywhere. I've noticed. I gotta congratulate you on like how many streams you've gotten. I know that's also not just like you just sitting around all day. I know you've been putting in some crazy work to promote it. You're on all these, uh, you know, talk shows, these podcasts, these live streams. Um, yeah, you're really busting your ass right now, man. And it shows. The work really shows. Yeah, but, it's super exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. And, uh, you know, but you got to do what you got to do. And um, I think, uh, I guess, you know, what I would really like to wonder about therapy is, um, how did this album really come together? Was there any sort of, you know, overlying theme for it or underlying theme? 
or um, you know, was it just like a bunch of songs that you've worked on, you know, throughout the years, and you wanted to really put it all into one body of work? Uh, well, so the tracklist order is actually the order of which I recorded it. Nice. So we were just—I was just kind of messing around with Nick, and we did so great, and then we did Death of Me, and I was like, I kind of—I kind of think I have something here, and then after that. Uh, my girlfriend broke up with me and then lonely came super easily and then the rest of it just kind of i don't know it just fell out of me really easy and we just put it together and it was a really cohesive project but, i mean it just it just happens like that sometimes i don't know and then sometimes i have writer's block for months but you know how did you uh get hooked up with the man the myth the legend the nicholas crispy oh uh well, his girlfriend went to uh we went to the same school as his girlfriend, and then we kind of linked that way. And nice. Figured out he made music, and then I was like, I make music. We just started chopping it up and became friends. That's Nick's cool. Yeah. I just went to his uh, new studio. I was just, like, messing around with the demo. It wasn't, like, for anything serious. And uh, I just went to his new studio at his, like, new apartment. And, yeah, it's a really cool setup. I know he had, like, the same thing um, when you recorded. So, like, how did the actual writing process like lyrics um you know music you know hashing that all out how did that end up working out so i spent a lot of time on youtube just like going through recommended instrumentals like whatever artist type beat and i don't know once i once i really hear something i just play it over and over and over and just start to sing along to it and if i like it i'll like write a verse or something i don't know whatever just comes to my head I'm really inspired by sort of anything that happens in life, you know, things, current events, stuff like that. And I don't know, it just keeps coming to me like that. And then I don't know, I make more music that way. So when you're you're writing a song, does it start off with a concept and then you build the lyrics around that? Or do you build the song concept really around the lyrics? I would say either or depends on the song sometimes mm -hmm. i have a concept in mind and then i find the beat for it or sometimes the beat comes first and then the lyrics come after that's cool because i was actually we just had an interview a few days ago and um i asked him i said you know kind of the same question he said well funny story <laughs> he had um he was watching community the show community and he like was just like, I want to write a song about this guy, and he did that. And, you know, I've been a musician for over half of my life, but I'm, like, in in, in, in no way a very good uh, writer of anything lyrically. And no, so, I like, that... I instrument, so... <laughs> I was gonna say, that, I could write you lyrics galore, but I can't me. play shit. Yeah, it's so interesting to me, just, like, how a song ends up being written. Um, you know, especially when you have the full control over the lyrics or I guess full responsibility really in that case. Um, but also, you know, also full creative control. I'm yeah. sure that, that that feels pretty cool when you you're able to put everything down. Then, you know, after, after all the recordings processed or whatever, you get to hear that. And you're like, I remember, I'm, I'm sure you remember like where you were when you wrote it like this, do any of those emotions ever really pop up when you're like listening back to it the first time? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I mean, most of the time I'm in my room writing, honestly. Um, there's a there's a there's a bar and closing letter. I'm like something at, in these in these uh, fuck. I can't remember. <laughs> my own goddamn song. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, the worst. My room staring at these blue walls, and that's obviously where I'm at right now. Wow. So it's just, I don't know. That's see, stuff like that is like that. That could be a bar. It's just like the paint mm-hmm. on my wall. Oh, oh yeah. You made me laugh there because there's like times people are like, so tell me one of your lyrics or like tell me this lyric from this song, and I'll sit there and I'll stare at them. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Can't tell you what it is. I, I can't think of it. Don't remember it. But then like the music starts playing. It's right there. I'm like, oh, all right, that's it. Yeah, exactly. I mean. I listen to my stuff, but I, not that much. Like, I listen to other music, too, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I should remember, be professional, and, like, know what the fuck I'm talking about. But <laughs> sometimes, yeah, it slips my mind. People are like, don't, no melody, no music, no nothing. Just tell me this lyric. And I'm like, can't do it. No. I couldn't even do that with, like, some of my favorite songs. Like, if somebody was, like, recite all these lyrics beginning to finish, like, I don't know, maybe, like, the hamster song I could do. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, there's like very few songs I could probably do like that. And then to asking an artist who, you know, we, artists aren't listening to their music all the time. Like I'm probably 90% of the time not listening to it. Um, it's just like you're asking a lot out of me. <laughs> or like the other side of it is too. I have to remember which lyric is in which song. So it's like, ah, oh, shit, which song is that? <laughs> yeah start writing too much have have you ever um you know just to that point of like when you're going to perform live if you've performed live um you know how does that the i guess practice for you hash out because obviously like as a a band we usually just we get together you know make sure we really hunker down work on these songs just keep playing it how does that work for you well, I never got to perform live because pandemic shit happened. Oh, fucking um, Yeah, literally, we were on lockdown and my shit dropped. <laughs> but uh, I did do an Instagram live thing, and I just kind of ran through the songs a couple times just to make sure I knew what I was saying, how I was going to just, I guess, move my hands, because I did it in my room as well. And uh, I sort of did this thing in between songs. I just kept switching glasses. Like, I had a bunch of sunglasses <laughs> to try to make it more entertaining, but like that's all I could really come up with. But like I don't, I, I need, I wanted to do like some kind of crazy show or something, you know, just really perform. Hey, that's really making the best of like a bad situation, you know. There's really no other alternative um, besides performing online or like <laughs> to, to to your parents or something, like you know. Um, so I, I think that's a cool idea. I love how you know many bands have like gone live and how many artists have gone live and just like done stuff like that which you know in some cases you'd probably have to go pay and you know go see that and it's like a whole affair but now you can watch it from the comfort of your own home yeah it's crazy times um they're starting to do like those drive-in shows now yeah. Saw that. Like, have you gone to any of those or seen any of those no but we had somebody on the other day and they were talking I think it was Rarity. I think they were talking about Corbin. doing one. They're doing, yeah. yeah, he was talking about doing, they're doing one with Silverstein up in Canada. Oh, was, that, was that the one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This, this band uh, Rarity from Hamilton, uh, Ontario, is playing with Silverstein up there. And, um, you know, Silverstein's a big-ass band, like, even in the United States. And um, I'd be interested to see how that goes. Like, did you hear about the, uh, like, the Chainsmokers concert? Yeah, that's what I was going to. Nah, what did they do? They had a, a, what was it, in the Hamptons or something? Or was it they just had, like Long yeah, I think Island? I it was Jones Beach, but they had one in Long Island. 
And it was like a drive-in, like, stay in your car, this many people can come. And they got a huge backlash because they had way too many people. They were getting out of their cars. They were dancing, no masks, none of this. And they got huge backlash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you could do all the precautions, but you can't really control people at that point, you know? Right. That's oh, fucked. and then there was the fucking Sturgis uh, motorcycle rally. I did hear about that. <laughs> did you see they actually had a spike in COVID in yeah. South Dakota, courtesy of that festival? And everybody's yeah. like, well, we didn't know. Or like, really? Because that's what everybody's been telling you. Don't do it. Yeah, I saw a lot of footage of that. Do you guys uh, know All Gas, No Brakes? I was just going to say that, fucking, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that dude. He's out of his mind. Going all that shit, man. He makes Whenever I need a good laugh, I just go look at Traps Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Sanity. That's why you get a manager. But, like, also, who the hell is their manager? Why is he allowing them to be this way online? Like, Their singer is their manager. You can't. Like in music, it it does not pay to like polarize people. <laughs> yeah, like true. extremely polarizing, especially bringing politics into like that. Well, like it's one thing to have an opinion, but then it's another thing to be a piece of shit. So like, I think he, uh, I think he took the line to uh, piece of shit. <laughs> well, honest, I mean, sometimes that does work out for artists. So I kind of get that. Yeah. Like if you're if you're like polarizing to like the next level of annoyance. <laughs> like Takashi 6ix9ine or something, like super. Yeah. Like, I don't even think it's like the polarizing opinions that are giving him like all of that. I think it's the way he's interacting with other people, like other artists in general. It's really like shitting on him. Yeah. You know, like, like burning bridges. It's yeah. terrible. You, yeah. Like he's going after like Ice T and the like, entire yeah. metalcore community. Like for what reason? You know, you're just you're just making more and more people and communities hate you. Like we're not going to book you. We can't put bands on your show. Yeah, of course. Trap, yeah, trapped was gonna play a show up near in Poughkeepsie. In like, was it the chance? Yeah, Yeah, no, it was July. It was Was July. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. They were thinking Sturgis in New York. Wait, just like a show? No, no drive-in or anything like a regular? No, like 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 at the chance. They had it. They had it booked and everything. They're so, not, they're not open, are they? No, that's why it never happened. Yeah, what the fuck? So everybody with the lower back tattoo would have been there, but uh, they didn't get a chance. <laughs> oh yeah, how, sorry, that was mean. <laughs> how are people handling COVID up? Like, do people wear masks up there and like? It's distance. It's town by town. Um, I'd say, uh, well, I don't say sixty forty. I'd say it's like sixty yeah. wearing, forty not. Mm. I think it's, like, I don't know, it's pretty easy to enforce, like, in our small town. Because, like, somebody will just, like, call you out on it. They'll be like, dude, come on. Like, this is, and especially, like, because it's open, too. You know, Adam lives more near more farmland than I do. But I, I live, like, near a bunch of farms, too. It's, like, very wide open. So, like, when you're home, like, you're you're fine. And, like, you're good to walk around your neighborhood without a mask, all that stuff. But, um you know, just going to like a business for, you know, five, ten minutes, you just have to wear it. So I think it's pretty easy to enforce out here. But like, I don't know, I was in um, the city of Poughkeepsie the other day and like no one was wearing it because it's like you got to wear it all the time. But then some people I think are just like, I'm just not going to wear it. <laughs> yeah, people there's I've seen a lot of people just like giving up and it's kind of sad because it's just going to prolong the problem, you know? I had one dude tell me, he goes, I already had COVID. I don't need to wear a mask. 
yikes. You can and I was like, well, why are you here? <laughs> like, I haven't had it. I don't want it. Yeah, also that he could still be carrying at that point, too. Yeah. People who complain about not being able to the concerts or not being able to go to concerts but don't wear a mask, you are a piece of shit. <laughs> you are the problem. Literally. No yeah, rolling so rock for them. People. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, just, so or, or just like, I don't know, you know, that's one of the things, not wearing a mask, like not social distancing, like parties with like 20 people like dude oh my god you can't be like talkers do not get me started with their giant parties it's absurd and it's like you can't be complaining that there's no like entertainment industry right now man it's like because that's what entertainment industry is it's a crowds like that's how you get people to go there (laughs) i don't know that's that's my two cents of the night that's my uh my soapbox moment, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should all step down from our soapboxes and uh, <laughs> I know some music, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's get back to your your. I want to hear. Um, since I I know obviously New York, you know, uh, has a huge huge rap scene, man. So, what about Jersey? Are there are any like big artists out of Jersey that have influenced your work? I don't really know that many artists that are from Jersey. I I mean. I just get influenced from New York also, like Brooklyn scene and all that stuff. Because, I mean, I'm close enough. Yeah. I don't really know Jersey artists, like, on a on a lower level. You're at a Saddle River, is that it? Where? Saddle River, where are you? Saddlebrook. Oh, I'm in Falls. No. Where? Sitting Falls. Oh, so far off. Uh- yeah. <laughs> uh, it's central Jersey, so, like, Monmouth County. Nice. Have you... Um- Actually, one of our friends in another band like posted this or something. It's like national, or maybe you posted it. Somebody I know posted it. It was like National Central Jersey is Real Day. Oh, I think I posted that, yeah. <laughs> What's that all about? <laughs> it's such an in-fight thing. It's so stupid. They just, they're like, oh, it doesn't exist because, I don't know, people from North Jersey and South Jersey like to fight about it. That's... I feel like it's like that where does upstate start when you come into New York. Yeah, it's it's like that same argument. All right. I see where you're going now. <laughs> yeah. It's dumb, though, because if you literally draw a line through the Jersey in the middle, that's that's where I live. Like, Yeah. Central Jersey. Like, it's in the center. <laughs> I think uh, I think if anybody works for, like, the Central Jersey uh, committee, you know, hit me up. I, I got all the quotes today, so, like, Central Jersey, it's a place that's free. That's free. You can take it. The, those ideas, if you're listening right now and you live in Central Jersey and you know, um, you know the Wizard of Central Jersey, let him know. Yep. He accepts payment nice. Rolling Rock, which he will then funnel to me. Ooh. Yep. I also accept payments in Rolling Rock. <laughs> we are a rock-friendly podcast. Please sponsor us. <laughs> Trying to slide in some sponsors real quick. <laughs> Every episode. Every <laughs> single one. Uh, you Rolling know, Rock hasn't responded to any of my emails. <laughs> have you emailed them, though? Maybe. <laughs> I haven't either. I was like, dude, <laughs> like, I think it would be funny, like, even if they just gave us T-shirts to wear for an episode, like, we're not doing this for the money. We're not making, we have made zero dollars off of this. So I think it would just be hilarious if they just, like, sent us some koozies or something, and then we'll be like, we're the official podcast of Rolling Rock. But yeah, like I'm, I want them to put beer in set koozies. I don't want just koozies. I want I want I want the beer. 
That too. I don't know what the legality is with sending that around, but um, Rolling Rock, if you're listening, give it a shot. Give it a shot. I'm just saying. I hear you. You're going to get a deal soon. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I just want a case delivered to my house when you do. That was the turning point. We got this you. Was the turning point. <laughs> this is. It's all up from here. We're just gonna. We're gonna have Bud Light knocking on our door next, and we're gonna be like, "Sorry, we only obey by the Rock." It's too late. If it ain't the Latrobe, I don't go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marcus, enough beer talk. Let's talk about. The moment you decided you're like, I want to make my own music. What was the flip or what was the switch that was flipped where you're like, I, I need to rap. I need to put this work out, um, you know, because I feel like people are going to appreciate it. OK, so I guess there was two things when I first first started rapping, like when I was 16, it was because we were just messing around and one of my brother's friends made like a diss track. So we're just like kind of went back and forth with that. And then I just started making more and more music and like fell in love with it. Do you remember any of the lines of the disc track? Oh, God, that was like 2011. I have no idea. Oh, wow. (laughs) Do you remember what you were dissing? Were you like dissing each other? Yeah, we're just like, you know, like, oh, you're bad at rapping, blah, blah, blah. You're short, like that type of shit. (laughs) Got him. Yeah. Boom roasted type shit. (laughs) Um, and then the second time would be after I finished the EP. Um, I felt like this was a solid project. I was I've been doing this for like ten plus years. Wow! And I finally want to promote it the right way. Start doing like official stuff. Do some merch. Do like all that shit. And then I just started. I just started doing it. You know, I started saying yes to all everything, and then here I am. Yeah, you made the jump. Like that's the. The first thing is, um, I think, really, like, literally investing both time and money into it. Um, you know, music's just, it's a very cruel mistress at times where you're like, damn, I'm, I'm putting a lot of money into this. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to put a price on happiness, especially when you're able to share something that's as personal to you as, you know, lyrics that you literally wrote down on a piece of paper. I just, I don't know. I feel like this can touch a lot of people, you know, so I just wanted to put, I mean, obviously I can't push it to everyone, but I want to push it to as many people as possible to just, I don't know, maybe it can help someone or change someone's mind about something or, you know, the stuff that music does. It's the best philosophy. I was, I was always the philosophy I took was that like, maybe somebody listen to this and can relate and it'll help them go through something that I needed help going through. Let me help them through it. This and this. So it's, I like that philosophy. Exactly. It's almost like going down to why do we do this in the first place? And there's like obviously a million and one reasons, but it's like, you know, there there are some ones that stick out more than others. And obviously there's always the selfish component of it. And you're just like, I think I have something. And, you know, I want to hear it personally. I just want to, you know, hear after, you know, connecting with somebody who can, put it all together coherently and produce it in a way that's going to sound good. But also like, yeah, I'm just, you know, the curiosity, I guess you could say it's not even selfish maybe, but like the curiosity of it. But then there's also, I want to share this with other people. There's, there's really like two sides of that. And I I think that's cool. Like music is just, it's a unique, weird thing like that. Yeah. It's nice. Cause I mean, I'm also like a creative person. Like I do graphic design as a day job. So it's nice to have that outlet 
to be more creative and like really put the pieces of this together mm-hmm. it's like a lot of like i don't know the instrumental i don't know if you guys do like guitar riffs and then like how do you put your music together it kind of varies Okay. Yeah, yeah it's like very often like mashing it all together at the end, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like Mash usually, usually it's word. usually it starts with like guitar. Like Eddie or Avery will come up with something, or Aaron will throw something in there on the bass and put the guitar. But uh, we haven't done this in a while. But like we years ago, like I came with like, hey, I have like this. Can we put something to it? I'm just on the vocal end, and we were able to make some songs out of that. But yeah. we don't really do that one that much anymore because when it comes to like. When you can't play the instrument yourself and you're trying to explain something to someone like and match it to like a vocal line, it's it's not as easy when you're trying to get someone else in like your own head. So like it's a lot harder to do it that way, but we've done it that way. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely spent a lot of time in my room just like singing badly. Uh <laughs> just try to get like just try to get it out, you know. I do, I feel you. Like I, I constantly, even though I'm just like joking around like singing like eh, at the top of my lungs that share or whatever's on the radio it's it's just it's relieving it's like stress it's stress relieving well even for that you can like you can pull a melody from that and start you can create something else you know that might spark something else which is awesome too oh for sure like uh one of our new songs we just did i mean a huge part of it from the lyrics came from ellen john oh nice yeah. Yeah, this song is called uh, Saturday Night, and uh, it's just Elton John's song. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're wrong, but, right? It's yeah. I'm Still Standing. Yeah. Marcus, do you, you know, when you're not, you know, listening to rap and, you know, really thinking about your music, what what music do you listen to beyond that that really, uh, I don't know, that, you know, maybe influences you or touches you in a certain way? Um, well, I listen to everything now. I used to be like, oh, I listen to everything but country, but now I'm just like, <laughs> I, I used to be too. Just influence for something. And like, there, there's something that, you know, I'll like something from every type of genre of music I'll find if I look hard enough. And I don't know, I've just been like exploring and trying to find different sounds that are interesting to me, you know? And not to bring it back to hip hop, but like some of the sample stuff, there's like this website called Who Sampled. And you can go back and listen to stuff that they sample from. So there's like old school records and like rock records and stuff like that. And it's always interesting to go back and hear like where that sound came from. That's so cool. Like I really thoroughly enjoy how Kanye samples songs from like way back when, you know, could be like the, you know, 50s, 60s and 70s. I think that's super sick because you're taking something that happened, you know, 40 50 years ago and bringing it and repurposing it for like a new genre or you know not a new genre well yeah it's a new genre but also just like you know a new generation serving a different yeah yeah new generation you're serving a different purpose like i've gone back and listened to some of the older songs too like um you know the sample the song that they did for uh otis like him and jay-z like that song's a banger on its own yeah that stuff is awesome it's all, it's also interesting because like I tried to do that, like I got like an NPC and everything, and like it's fucking hard to like pull a yeah. beat and then try to flip it. It's fucking nuts. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll get back into that one day. But I I really appreciate the art of flipping a sample into something unrecognizable. Sometimes you know. Do 
uh, off what you just do you make your own beats too, or do you just do like lyrics and rapping? No, I just do lyrics. I, I, um, I tried, but like I realized that I'm not up to par where I want to be yet to rap over my own beats. Right. So those stay in the, uh, to just stay in the iTunes library for no one else. <laughs> I feel you on that. Would, I have these few things think... where I'm like, I'm going to play some guitar, but I suck at guitar, but they're there for me. Yeah, exactly. My own Do you think pleasure. you'd ever get to the point where you're comfortable enough with uh, creating your own beats and basically just kind of doing everything in-house in terms of like the first stages of production? Yeah, maybe. Um, I got to figure out how to get like a lo-fi beat kit or something because I think I want to get back into that more heavily. Just yeah. buying beats is expensive and all that stuff. But yeah, it's it's also very time consuming, like pulling samples and stuff like that. I used to spend like, like hours just <laughs> pulling, putting it together, playing it for two seconds and then giving up immediately. <laughs> Yeah. like i'm always interested like how they did it back in the day um because it was you know it was basically from like a vinyl you didn't just have mp3s um i mean you know i could i'm speaking from a point of ignorance right now but like that's kind of what it seemed like you know let's say back in the days of like nwa when they had to pull a sample i can't imagine it's anywhere nearly as easy as it is today I remember too, and, like queen like when they were doing like bohemian rhapsody and they were adding in all these layers and layers like that was all different tapes put together so like now you bring it into like nwa and like the 80s and everything like that like they're finding a way to put these samples also into like tape like granted i know it's probably changed a lot in the time of like queen doing bohemian rhapsody and then but like it still is like I feel like today it's just more of like you bring it into a file on the computer, it's all there, and you can just kind of like rip it apart. <laughs> yeah. I don't it know. Takes... That sounds way worse, though. <laughs> just a bunch of fucking tapes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, these days I can create a new track in two seconds, in maybe three clicks. <laughs> like, We're really spoiled as I, a generation. <laughs> I know. And I. I uh this year I just bought myself a Mac and the the user or the yeah I guess you should say the Previous usability color. of it it's fucking insane like you can like especially for you know if I'm using Logic Pro or like GarageBand I can drag a file from my downloads folder right into it and it's already yep. there That's what the hell is that I uh MP3 to YouTube pull it right in the download and just wrap over it. Yeah. I mean, it was the same. I remember when I was going to Dutch's, I was going for their film program. And I was doing like video editing. They were always even saying like, there's really no reason to take classes for video editing. Cause the way like these programs are made, like iMovie, Final Cut Pro, like most of them you can pretty much learn off YouTube within a day. Yeah. The, this, the, what is it? They say the school of YouTube is a yeah, like yeah. self teachability anymore. It's just, absurd of things like editing in video and music yeah i mean i edited all three of my videos and my commercial off just like searching how do i do this how do i do that yeah like we have an ad we're gonna put out here at some point i gotta update it but like i made all of it in canva and that's not it's not not even video editing (laughs) there's video in that i made it in canva 
What is Canva, though? I never heard of that one. So Canva is kind of like, I think Nick uses it. She, he could probably explain it better, but it's kind of like a design platform, but you can use it from your phone, computer, but you can usually make, use it for like making ads and stuff. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's cool. I definitely recommend checking out Canva. It's uh, C-A-N-V-A. Put that on my notes real quick. I might just make an ad for myself and like there won't be any really call to action on it. Just be like, Aaron's a person and it'll have like cool like cut scenes. It'll be like, that's it. Enjoy. (laughs) Enjoy my presence. You should just make it like the South Park episode with the Washington Redskins where they bought the name on their startup and their whole thing was they did nothing. So they like did all this like promo for it and everything. It was like, Welcome to Washington Redskins. Go fuck yourself. And that was like their whole thing was they just told people to go fuck themselves. There was no job, no nothing. They just made a bunch of money. Honestly, that resonates with me. I think that that's a, a very strong tactic. It speaks volumes. That's how you sell some shit. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead of us trying to be family friendly, we'll just be like, no, you know what? We're going to complete opposite. Scratch every plan. We're going to go reverse psychology all up in here. Yeah, I mean, reverse. I mean, family friendly shit. Like, it's good, but like, there's definitely a huge market outside of family friendly shit. Like, not everybody wants that cookie cutter. You've seen how successful WAP has been. Yeah, oh, yeah. not nearly friendly. friendly. Yeah, and I don't like own a car at the moment, so like, I don't know. I haven't heard it on the radio. I'm, I don't, you know, no one just owns a radio anymore. Um, so I'm like very interested to hear like what that sounds like clean because it's probably just quiet for it's probably just the beat song it's just the instrumental honestly (laughs) yeah i was gonna say it's just like there's some holes in this house no even like they scratched that part out really on um on 105.1 and uh hot 97 i don't know if you get those up there but yeah yeah, hot 97 oh yeah yeah it's super edited and stupid it clearly wasn't a song made for the radio yeah like it's it's made for like your serious like your satellite radio and Spotify users and like all these other people who like are really gonna like sit down day in day out and listen to the song. It, it really wasn't made for your nine to five commuter to listen to on <laughs> FM AM radio. It's for the fucking club and the clubs are shut down. So yeah. exactly, all they have is radio. <laughs> all you have is uh is Ted driving his Prius to work. <laughs> at the top of his lungs yeah, there's a pose in the house <laughs> oh Ted yeah shit slaps though can't lie I know. Yeah, I've been I loving mean... all of the memes that came from it like what WAP stand, actually stands for so I posted one it's like what WAP really stands for and it's Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man and slam his desk and says where are pictures of Spider-Man <laughs> <laughs> mine was um, it was wo- WAP stands for when I was a young boy, <laughs> my father took me to the city. And then, it, like, when it gets to the end, it's like to see a marching band, they just put a P in front of band. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> what was the one I saw today? It was SpongeBob, and it, was, it, was, it said WAP stands for Where Are the Pickles? Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that, that's actually really well thought out. <laughs> there's, there's some really good ones I've seen. I'm like, these are pretty great. Dude, fucking SpongeBob memes are like kind of unreal. 
They've been like consistent for like five or six years. Just yeah, on there's Twitter. just so many things you can do with them. There needs to be I'm, no. I'm, I'm saying there probably is a coalition of people who spend their days making them because there's such a an abundance of them, and they're good. Yeah, so there's like, a new one every month. Yeah, That's and like, like no one's just like the one where like I I'm a head out fantastic. Like, 10 out of 10. And that's, like, a frame that they just paused on. Yeah. I love all the SpongeGar ones. The what? The SpongeGar, the caveman ones, where it's just, like, Uh him dressed as a caveman. He's like, whoa. And he's just, like, putting it into everything. Oh, yeah, man. I think uh, I, I would like at some point in my life to, you know, maybe maybe take a few years and just become a professional memer. And... You know, try my hand at that. Um, it's actually like some people make it a lucrative job. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was joking about that, but like this is actually re- real life because the way the pages work is they'll they'll make memes or they'll like take memes, you know, and then because they have such a large following at a certain point, companies go, hey, we'll pay you X amount of money. And uh, you just like put your product, you know, just do like a product announcement on your page or whatever. And we'll pay you some ridiculous amount because they get like the impressions from it. Yeah. Like, who the hell could have predicted that in all of internet history that that would have happened? Yeah, that's what uh, uh, Fuck Jerry did. You know that uh, Instagram? Mm-hmm. He just posted a bunch of memes and he got like super famous. I think he like, did something fucked up though. Okay. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. He's like, I think he's like rich, rich. Oh yeah, no, dude, there's so much money, so much money. He has like a whole team creating memes and everything, like what you were talking about. It's yeah. it's nuts. I wonder if they do like content mining, where he has somebody just like scrolling through Instagram and being like, "I found a meme you could steal." I feel like oh, he I... does meme focus groups. He gets like a bunch of people in a room. He goes, "Now, if I show you this meme, what does this incite in you? I want to share it." Yeah, we're gonna do this one. Or is it like, nah, man, fuck that. That's definitely a thing. They definitely like, I feel like that. I feel like that's what it is. There's meme focus groups. Hundred percent. They have like test screenings for memes and shit. <laughs> yeah. You're sitting in a drive-in theater, and they're like, "Now well, we're gonna show you some pictures. We want to know what they incite in you." And there's everybody there's like, what "The fuck this shit? I just want to watch SpongeBob." Here's a PowerPoint. I hope you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time today. This this will be a quick hour <laughs> i'm saying uh, i could probably do it i think uh if i apply myself you know say you do 40 hours a week that's a lot of time that is a lot of time for you to be creative yeah give it a shot um so marcus we are coming up on time um and i we usually at the end how it, we've we have actually haven't done this in a while and i don't know why we haven't um I usually like to hear, you know, shout outs or any recommendations that you have for other artists, um, whether they be local, your friends, um, you know, just anybody you've been listening to. And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a good way to to uh, build the music community, especially in these really unusual times. And then also we'll do a beer of the week at the end. I know it's only a Tuesday, but that don't let that stop you. Um, beer's good any day of the week. So I'm going to give you the platform, and this is your time, man. Um, yeah, well, listen to me. Um, therapy out, streaming everywhere. Listen to you guys. 
Your shit <laughs> is also streaming everywhere. Um, Thanks, man. I've been I've been bumping that uh, Jaden Smith album that just came out. Nice. It's Cool Tape uh, 3. It's super chill, kind of like my music. It's what I'm on right now, obviously. Uh, what else am I listening to? The new Big Sean album that came out, Detroit 2. The first half is good. Second oh. half is eh. But I don't know. If you're into rap, check that stuff out. Um, I got to name a beer I like. Oh, yeah. You can name beers. Doesn't you can name Rolling Rock. There's no rules. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm in, it's pumpkin season for me, honestly. Oh. I've just been, ever since I went into the liquor store the other day, it was just, all of a sudden there was pumpkin beer. I was like, in September already? Oh, man. Was it the shipyard one? Uh, yes, it was Shipyard, and it was something else. I don't remember the other like one. There's the Brooklyn Pumpkin Lager or something like mm. that I picked up. Yeah, the Shipyard one's usually really good. Yeah, that one's top-notch. But I always just try to get as many as I can for these next two months. So any type of pumpkin beer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, like, are they good? They vary. They vary. In, okay. Uh, That's probably the best way to put it. They vary. And, and could you, if you didn't know, if it didn't say pumpkin on the label, would you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. no, you, you can definitely it, yeah. taste it. Yeah, you can oh, smell wow. it, and you can you can definitely kind of like taste it, depending on the beer. Some of you can just smell it. Like Sam Adams has a pumpkin one. It's all right. Yeah, it's like when you have like a milk stout or something like that, and it tastes like chocolate. Yeah, yep. like that distinct. Yep. Like you know. Okay, I used to work at a beer tent, and um, you know, people. It was during uh, like a fall festival or whatever. People would go wild for the pumpkin beer, and I was just like. This particular one didn't have a lot of pumpkin in it, so it was kind of funny because I would always have to answer these questions. And being that we weren't able to drink on the job too, which makes my job as like a you know a beer tent uh, you know it, uh, supervisor or whatever makes my job really fucking hard because I don't know what it tastes like. Yeah, so they're like, "Is it really pumpkin?" I'm like, mm, "Maybe." I'm like, or like if somebody's like. They would come up. It'd all be how they framed it. It'd be, oh, is this beer really pumpkin-y? Because I don't like pumpkin that much, but I just want to try it. I'm like, no, it's not really pumpkin-y at all. It's just got a little essence of it. Then if people came up and they're like, hey, you know, how much pumpkin is in it? And I'm like, oh, dude, you don't even know. There's so much. <laughs> just lying your ass off. <laughs> yeah. I just always look at them like, you got to try it then now. Five bucks right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, are you going to be in a happy with a beer? Like, are you really, like, whatever I give you, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. can never go wrong. No, not at all. But, hey, man, thank you so much for coming on. It was great to oh, catch yeah, up. And yeah. I know we've only met once, but, um, you know, obviously, like, since you started working with Nick and you released your music, um, you know, we've been connected a little bit more online. And I've been listening in and, you know, you've been connecting with us. And then we finally got here. We got you on the podcast, which is awesome. Um, and more than anything, thank you for supporting what we, you know, do outside of the podcast, you know, our music. It's, of course. Thanks for support. Shit, bro. Yeah, thanks for driving all the way down to the Jersey Shore and, like, the way off season down there to see yeah. us play. <laughs> that, was not a, that was not a far drive for me compared to you guys. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Oh, wow. Yeah, we had some guys come up there from, uh, I mean, it was, like, broken up by a few days, but he lives in Bangor, Maine, which is... Three hours from the Canadian border. So, like, yeah, some of those guys had way longer drives than us. I was like, I don't know how you did it, because I was dying at work the next day. 
<laughs> yeah, I drove three hours. I was like, eh. well, actually, no, I drove. I actually came from New Hampshire to that show. I was in New Hampshire, so I drove Shit. four hours home from New Hampshire, and then I drove another three to New Jersey, then three home. It's a lot of driving. It's dedication, man. That's the life. It's dedication. I honestly miss doing stuff like that more than anything in the world. Yeah. I mean, hopefully things are back to normal soon. Yeah, man. Shows and shit. I know. I hope I can get to see you uh, perform. If you need any recommendations for where to play in the city and stuff and, you know, where to perform, uh, I've I've had the opportunity. I wouldn't say privilege because it's never really fun trying to connect with uh, club promoters. Or uh, not club promoters, but like music club promoters and bars and stuff. But I, yeah, I could recommend some places to go, like hit up, and you know, you could build the show off of it. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah, dude. Enjoy the rest of your week, and you know, keep putting down that great music, man. I can't wait to hear what else you got lined up. All right, you guys too. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Later, you, dude. dude. Yeah, have a good night. Real deep thinker Pussy on my mind But I'm chasing much bigger Throw the chaser back What you think of that? Kill the bottle And we just filled up the trash It's a party It's a party It's a party At the end of the night Who got me? Will I be laid out? No, it's all fun and games when you got potential But let that dream just slip away, see where your friends go Now you seeing blurry liquor, got you tripping slow-mo Spiral down the staircase, head face, no exaggerate You getting older, better do it before it's too late Who would've thought me and death would've had a date? Blame your failures and mishaps on apparent hate Married to the thought of death and it sounds great too A young mid-twenties stuck between the dream and what I should do Empty cup in my right hand, uh, left one got the Hennessy, yeah I think I'm about to black out, this shit might just be the death of me, damn I'm wild and my niggas freestyling, I think it's a real good time But will I reach my time before my time, do I put dying before all of my rhymes, well in and out, in and out, drought, cotton mouth No UPS, but what's this brown all about? Depression worse than being dug up and out Of your grave, back to life, are you insane? How many one-mans does one man have? How much hate does a villain seek to grab? What do you think when you get in really sad? Why complain like shit's been really bad? Why so serious? Joker voice, crack a smile You ain't even in the middle yet, you gon' be here a while Rick and Morty talking Marty, you just in a time loop Don't think about it too long, your brain will be soup What do you do when you do it all and can't recoup? I see my mistakes and I fucking oop What's good for my soul? I sold it to the devil I the night died, my phone died and I died, died. Empty cup in my right hand, uh, left one got the Hennessy I'm about to black out this shit Might just be the death of me, damn I'm wild and my niggas freestyling I think it's a real good time But will I reach my time before my time? Do I put dying before all of my rhymes? Well, empty cup in my right hand Left one, we got 
The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is 